0: This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network.
1: All right, welcome in. It is Kenny and Heilprin on this Thursday, a snowstormy Thursday. Obviously, we are not at Monks and Sun Prairie tonight with all the weather going on. I am Ben Kenny. Over a automated call that is Mr. Zach Heilprin. Hello, sir.
0: Hello, I just like it to be known that it was if it was up to us, we'd be there. Um, it was not left It was not left up to us because Monks is not open. so i I just need that to be out there uh, because our show works in any kind of weather, <laughs> yeah, some some have raised the the problem. Matthew on
1: Twitter wondered, is the Phil Longo offense more weatherproof than Kenny and Heilprin? And it's hard to directly disagree. Given the events of today, but I echo your statement and say it was not up to us. It was up to us. I I would have walked there to do the show.
0: Yes, because I I honestly Thursdays have become my favorite day of the week. Usually, um, largely because of going to monks. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm disappointed, disappointed, but we're gonna we're gonna fight on. Zach, I will say though, now that
1: Wisconsin has a quarterback that can run or seems to mm-hmm. have a big threat with his legs. I think it, the offense probably would do okay in weather like this. They just run or the not. ball. Did you think they weren't going to get a quarterback like this? I I just, I woke up, I drove to work. I saw the weather. I wondered, oh, can Phil Longo's offense work in this weather? And then I thought about running the football. I was like, yeah, you know, it's possible. Phil, Phil Longo likes to run, so I think we're all right. I still have. Many in my mentions saying, Oh, I, do you live here? Wisconsin never plays in this weather. <laughs> and the bit continues. The bit will continue until those people shut up. So, okay. All right. If you, you are those so, people, we, you have so many bits to keep up. I don't even know how you keep track of them. It just like things happen, things develop, some things go away. I'm starting <laughs> a new one today, actually, uh, oh, when we get into the show, uh, which. Right. Big show today, National Signing Day, happened on uh, Wednesday. Go listen to the camp with Zach and Jesse Temple. They spoke with Luke Fickle during signing day uh, and before and during a lot of the stuff that was happening. Go listen to that for a lot of the in-depth on Fickle's reaction. And on the day, we'll react to it. We're talking about that. There's some uh, PJ Fleck versus Luke Fickle jabs going back and forth. Mm. There will be reaction to that headline. And then my favorite thing, and that's where the bit will start, Zach. The portal wish list. When we look at the rest of the off season, when we look at the roster, what do we want Wisconsin to still try to go out and get from the portal? Because this all this isn't all over just because the first national signing day passed. There's still a lot of movement that will happen, so we'll give our our wish list for the portal coming up here in a bit. Uh, Obviously we're not live on air. We're not at monks and sun Prairie. So because we're on the podcast, I will ask very kindly uh, first express my admiration for all of those that listen this way and ask kindly that you subscribe and leave a review so that I can stay employed. Um, All right. So Zach national signing deck, it passed. Wisconsin has the 61st ranked class in the country. Now on 24 seven sports, they have 14 commitments Plus, the one transfer so far in Nick Evers from Oklahoma. Kind of big, sweeping takeaways. What did you think of Luke Fickle's first national signing day?
0: I mean, I, I, considering what they had to work with, considering where they were coming in to and the amount of time that they had, I think it has to be considered a success. Now, did they take advantage of some of the relationships they had built at Cincinnati? Absolutely. With Mari Snowden and Jonas Declona and Braden Moore, right? Getting those guys to come here and they three of the higher ranked guys that are in the class. So obviously the benefit of having those guys already committed at Cincinnati was significant, but being able to hold on to several other uh, other of these guys and adding Nick Evers. And I know he's not necessarily part of the class, but he kind of is uh, he, he signed yesterday as well and then bringing in a couple of uh, positions of need specifically at tight end. They didn't have a tight end for the entirety um, of this, of this cycle. So I think if you, Overwhelming um, thought is a success, but still a lot of work to do. And I think that was the message from Luke Fickle yesterday. They've got one offensive lineman in the class, probably not going to end up with just one, one lineman. They got no defensive lineman. I can promise you they are going to end up with one or two or more defensive linemen in this class, whether it's through the transfer portal or whether it's with uh, high school kids. And so I, there, there's work left to do, but I again, you have to be impressed with what they're able to do considering the short time and the, the small staff that they were working with and on the recruiting trail. I agree. It, it feels like a big success. And
1: as I said, on Tuesday, not necessarily only because of the names and the stars next to the name, but about the energy and about the vibe coming out of the program. It feels like there's momentum. And it might just have happened because he got those three guys that were committed at Cincinnati, all in the secondary. I will add, Braden Moore, uh, the safety he committed a couple weeks ago, along with Jonas DeClona. But then getting Amari Snowden yesterday, and we talked about him. One, I'm excited because he's a six foot three corner that also played baseball. And when he specializes, I like, I don't know. I envision him being an absolute stud, someone that can uh, maybe rival some of the athletes that we look at across the big 10 at the wide receiver position, uh, most notably at Ohio state. But aside from those specific things to come out of it, just the overall energy and momentum we feel, because as I've said, it's unfair to judge him based on this class or just on the last three weeks, given the turnaround, any momentum to come out of it, I think is great going into the rest of the off season and then into spring ball and into next year. It's next class. But when you think about kids that will be in the next class, I can assure you, I I would assume they look at Wisconsin and what fickles doing and some of the headlines he has made like with Nick Evers and think, okay, he has something going there. If it was a stagnant last couple of weeks and a stagnant national signing day, I wouldn't be raising alarms given everything that's gone on and all the change, but the fact that it's not. And the fact that there is energy I I think is is huge news. So I I echo the sentiment of success, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, again, did, this is going to be counted as his recruiting class because he's the head coach. But I also kind of look at it as you know when Brett Bielema took over in two thousand six, you know it, it was his class because he was here. Right um, when Gary Anderson took over in twenty thirteen, that wasn't really his class. It was kind of Brett Bielema's class. He was able to hold on to a lot of guys um, in that class, but I think. That was Brett did a majority of that stuff, right? When Paul came in, he <laughs> um they held on to some of the guys. Uh, most of them uh, went elsewhere, and I think that was by choice. So it was a little bit different. This one, um, you know, it's going to be his class, but it's all about 2024. Uh, this is this is about building momentum off of what you do, what you've done these three weeks, what you're going to do in January, what you're going to do in February and then building towards next year. And they, it, they're obviously heavily focused on that already. What will help that certainly is a stronger in-state class. This is the smallest in-state class Wisconsin's had, maybe in the recruiting um, rankings era, which goes back to, I think, 2001. So only one kid. So that will help the class uh, significantly next year if they're able to hold on to some of those guys. But, yes, this it's his class, but we're all going to be looking towards 2024 and seeing what he can do Um with a full cycle to his own, the the Trech Kikayuna thing was very
1: interesting. Uh, it was a surprise, obviously, when he signed with Wisconsin. There was some hinting, yeah. I guess, during Luke Fickle's press conference that a wide receiver could be joining, but he had been committed to Wisconsin and then decommitted, and then recently committed to Arizona and then signed with Wisconsin yesterday. The story on Jesse Temple's piece in The Athletic, which I urge everyone to read, that he thought Wisconsin didn't want him, I, I think it does kind of show everybody we don't hear all of the day-to-day play-by-play of recruiting and who's talking to who and how that's all working and who's who has momentum where with which players. But it does kind of give you a glimpse of all of the little things that can drastically change commitments, right? Where
0: he just thought Wisconsin didn't want him. But then Wisconsin well, said, "Oh, we did." Well, it does. Uh, we talked about this on the camp last night, um, and, and Jesse gave his opinion. He gave he wrote he wrote the story, right? So, um, but also gave his opinion a little bit. And when they when someone stops texting you, whether it's football related or otherwise, there's a reason for it. Um,
1: and I have some so friends I, that are just very slow to respond. Okay,
0: all right, well. This is this is, this feels a little bit different. Um, I think that they had their eggs in some other baskets that didn't come out their way, hmm. um, and we're kind of keeping uh, Tretch right there, um, knowing how badly he wanted to come to Wisconsin. I believe he took ended up taking four visits to Wisconsin. Um, some of that obviously he's got friends on the team, um, or at least guys that are from the same place he is, and Nick Kirbig and Kamoe Latu. So there was that aspect of it, but I think he, I think he did want to be at Wisconsin. Um, especially with this new offense and so you don't commit to arizona and then flip that quickly without being like uh i'm kind of going to arizona because wisconsin doesn't want me right now type of thing so um it it feels like it feels like there may have been a little bit of a slow play on wisconsin's part uh in regards to trench but it doesn't really matter he's here um and uh i think that speaks to Some of the recruiting, you know, specifically Mike Brown, some of the recruiting and being like, you know, we we feel like we can hold on to this guy. We feel like we can get this guy when we need to at the the end of the day. And um, they were pretty shocked when he committed to Arizona. I don't think they were expecting that. So um, reach out, flip, and you get a really talented guy that's going to be, I think, pretty good for them in the slot.
1: That's interesting. I didn't think about it like that necessarily. But
0: that is the receiver. has Has anybody ever stopped texting you? Like, just oh, out of the blue, and that's like kind of ghosted you? Uh, time and time again, brother. Time and okay. time again. All right. Well, then. Don't worry. I've I've dealt yeah. with my fair share of ghosts. Okay. Um, all right. Have you ever ghosted somebody?
1: I have. Okay. Yes. And
0: what was the reason behind it?
1: Uh, a variety of
0: reasons that right, will not so be but, disclosed. But it was just somebody you didn't want to, like, you know, yeah. Like, eh, yeah, didn't eh, really, eh, eh, didn't, didn't eh, want to talk with them. Eh, yeah. Yeah did not didnt didn't really care didn't yeah, exactly, so I'm not saying that's what happened in Wisconsin's situation. I think they were maintaining uh, communication just not as much communication as maybe he would have liked, but either way, gotcha. he's, he's he's a badger, and that's all that matters,
1: yeah, so that's the receiver, Zach. I, if I had to now, I don't want to do broad sweeping takeaways from the class. The only one I would have though, and it's one I've discussed, is that the three guys that followed him that were committed to Cincinnati are in the secondary. This feels like a class. When we look back at it, we will look at some really impact starters on the back end and say, this is, this is what that class was. Would you agree in that sentiment? If you had to I put a label, this kind of feels like a, a strong secondary class, obviously because two of them are four stars, right. but I'm, I'm very high on what Amari Snowden could do. It's also just the beginning of the fickle fingerprint on the program. And as I've talked about, I've been really impressed with what he has done in the secondary throughout his college coaching career. And the fact that those three kids all in the secondary followed him, that kind of that feels like what this class will be in a couple of years.
0: Well, I I certainly think it matters what happens the next month and change, right? class could change class could look a little bit different now obviously the guys that signed are going to be here but there could be additions that may change the perception of it but I still think at the end of the day you're going to look back and be thinking about this class it's going to be about Amari Snow and it's going to be about Braden Moore and it's going to be about Jonas Declona Um, we'll see what happens with James Duran he's obviously tied I think with Moore as the the top rating recruit in the class Um, and finally Wisconsin um, I shouldn't say finally he's an inside guy Right? They're they're not gonna be moving a tackle inside he's a he's a guy that they've always projected to be able to play inside. so that's a positive there. Um, but yes, it's gonna come down to those the, I think it's gonna be those three guys that we think about in a few years assuming they pan out the way that everybody wants them to. Um, they needed an a, infusion of bodies there and you know um, talented bodies there because they they lose six dBs, they bring in six dBs it's um and, and guys that potentially potentially have a chance to play somewhat early uh maybe not at safety but maybe at corner next year we'll see there's still a lot to be to decided but yeah it's it's going to be the position that we look back at and be like yep mm-hmm, that's it
1: if you had to say which from this class will become the best player mm. who would it be
0: oh that's a really tough question i mean it's i can it, give mine first i mean I, it, yeah go ahead Mine is Amari Snowden. Okay, yeah, you're going to take the, <laughs> I the mean,
1: top-rated kids. All right. He's one of the top-rated kids, but as I've said, I'm talking myself into the idea of very high-level two-sport athletes that don't specialize even throughout all of high school until they get to college and then do one at that college, I, which in this case for the Badgers, we're talking about football, but one that comes to Wisconsin that has a lot of success in another sport and obviously is, you know, physically gifted enough to be great at both sports, but then commits all of his time to that one uses the skills that he needed for the other sport to be good at and applies it. Uh, so I I'm all I'm way high on a Mars years down the road.
0: So apparently he's a lefty and he can throw upwards of 90 miles an hour. And I love batted, it and batted 400 as a junior. So he's to give that up, try out for the Brewers to give. Yes. To give that up by coming to Wisconsin. He's giving that up. Almost any other school he would have picked. He would have been able to play both sports. He wouldn't have had to give it up to give that up to play at Wisconsin because he thinks his football future is that bright, I think, says a lot about his potential talent um, that he thinks football is where he could make his biggest impact on his in the future. And maybe again, it's likely that it's maybe his first love, though. I think he's still I think he's a, a big fan of baseball, too, especially when you're when you're that good. It kind of makes it easy to be a big fan. But he wanted to play both sports and he had to give that up to come to Wisconsin. I think that says a lot about him. It says a lot about uh, Luke Fickle and his staff, too, that he was he was willing to do that. Um, I guess if Zach, I can't. He's, p- he's six three. Uh, yeah, I get that. He's six you, three. He, That's ridiculous. You're, you're a big fan of uh, big corners.
1: Well just like conceptually, a a six three lockdown corner,
0: like that's that's pretty sweet. Who was the who were the uh Philly corners that were like really tall? When? Back in the back in the day. Uh was it like a Sante Samuel era? No, 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 no. Way Maybe before short, that but way before that. Uh Bobby Taylor. Yeah. Bobby Taylor. I think he played with uh Troy Vincent. Um but he was six three, yep, two sixteen. He was a, he was a big guy. Um. Yeah, he was he was a good player. They had they had some big corners. Al Harris was a big corner for him too, before he came to Green Bay. But um, yeah, we don't we don't see that a ton, right? I think Minnesota had a had a six three guy that's now playing in the NFL. Uh, that was there was their corner in twenty nineteen, whose name I think it was St. Just. Uh, he was, Mm -hmm. he was a six, he was a six, three guy. You don't see it a ton. Um, you have to have some special athleticism to play outside at six foot three. Um, it it appears that he, that he has that, um, if I have to pick somebody other than Amari Snowden, gosh, um, uh, who's going to be the best player. Who's going to be the best player.
1: While you think I also am, you know uh, what they said, they, they said Nate white, the running back from Milwaukee the one in state recruit is going to come in and run track.
0: Well, here's the so. thing. Uh, w- there's a, there's a debate about that. Um, oh. He's going to run track in the spring. And so the question was, I'm pretty sure it's high school uh, track. He's going to run track in the spring in high school. Um, gotcha. And so, so I think that is where that was. We had a, we actually talked about this with John McNamara on, on the camp last night. He brought that up too. And, and Jesse brought up the point that it, it, he thought it was kind of maybe about the spring as opposed to coming in, but he's, he's got that kind of athleticism for sure. He would, he might be a choice for me. I just, I feel like they may get some higher ranked kids at running back moving forward, especially with the carries that could potentially be there next year after Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi move on. Um, and, Braylon out. I mean that's what Luke Fickle said yesterday if Braylon has the type of season that they all think he can obviously he'll have some decisions to make and and move on there could be a lot of carries available in that 2024 uh, in 2024 and you know uh, there's some big time players that you would think maybe would want to fill that hole at Wisconsin they haven't necessarily recruited that position great um, but they're, they're going to have some options especially a, a guy like Corey Smith at Waukesha uh, Catholic Memorial who's in that 2024 uh, class that's uh, probably a Obviously, a huge target. I well, kinda all the recruits Janssen.
1: at the position
0: got kicked off the team. Well, none of those guys were, to beat. if we're being they honest, weren't highly guys, rated. But they weren't very good. There was no <laughs> doubt. I don't think that they were going to be, yeah, I don't think they were going to be any good. And the guys that they have recruited that were highly ranked, a guy like Julius Davis, who had offers from USC and um, LSU, hasn't been able to get out on the field. Um, Is so, he going to be back next year? I don't know. If he hasn't left to, at this point, well, I mean, maybe just not going to leave. That's what I'm thinking. But I, as soon as I say that he'll be in the portal like tomorrow. So right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make that comment. Um, I like a guy like Tyler Jansen, uh, the guy that a guy who was the first commit to class held on. We didn't hear anything from him <laughs> pretty much. He's an, he's he's a freak athletically. He can tackle absolutely everywhere. So I think, I guess if I, maybe I would go with him just kind of an off the radar pick. I don't want to pick the obvious ones, the ones that are ranked extremely high. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go Tyler Janney. I'll just, I'll throw that out there.
1: All right. Um, I honestly, I love that pick and I applaud you for being more off script than myself. Um, And and then people are posting Cola crew highlights and I'll just leave it at that uh, to see years down the road. Who knows? Who knows what the quarterback position will be like.
0: (laughs) I, I, do, I do think it's noteworthy that Mike Brown, it sounds like Mike Brown's going to be recruiting the, the, uh, the West coast for them. Um, cause he obviously was in on the Tretch Kekahuna thing and he's obviously the wide receivers coach too, but he was also at Cola Cruz high school, I think championship game and met him and, and watched him play. And the first thing that Luke Fickle said he wanted as a quarterback a couple of weeks uh when we asked him last week, it was winner leader. And, um, Mike Brown got that vibe from Cole the and he obviously fits them physically with this ability to to extend plays, but winner and leader and he did that in leading this team to a state championship so it's a, I, I'm not going to say he's ever going to play here I've made that mistake once I'm not going to do it again, um, so I'm going I'm to wait until uh, we actually get to see him on the field before making any brown uh, broad strokes here on the future of Cola crew.
1: Yeah, he he fits the Miles Burkett and Jack Cohn mold of winners nice. and leaders. So, um, the transfer portal wish list, Zach. What, what did what did Jack Cohn win? I'm um, did he win? Oh, did he, 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 he title? was just a winner. No, 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 no. Wait, okay. I, I am right. I'm purposely moving on. He was just a winner. <laughs> the transfer portal. Well, he he won the job. He, I mean, he <laughs>
0: lost plenty of games at Wisconsin. Way so.
1: back when. Yeah, whatever. Everyone loses games. The portal wish list going forward. Uh, you mentioned what Wisconsin was maybe lacking in the class along the trenches. You, I obviously heard from fickle yesterday. I have a bunch of bullet points on this, but I, I guess it's like just a back and forth of, of what we would want. Wh- where would you start when you look at this roster and the portal in the next month or two months before we get to spring ball, what do you think should be at the top of Wisconsin's list?
0: I mean, we we kind of already talked about it. It's got to be defensive line. Um, they brought in one guy for uh, for a visit on the transport, of Elijah Judy. He ended up committing to Nebraska. So they, they, they need defensive line. Um, obviously, they're losing Keanu Benton. They have some older guys at that spot with Rotus Johnson. And it looks like they may get Isaiah Mullins back for another year. And then you certainly have James Thompson Jr. But those guys are all upper level. And what do you have below them? Um, and so I, that would probably be my, my biggest focus. And then I think offensive line is also, they've, they've got the numbers there. They haven't had guys moving on a a ton yet. We'll see what happens after the year. If anybody decides they want to move on, they still have some pretty good numbers there and they don't really lose anything other than, um, Joe Titman from that group right now. So, but I, defensive line has to be the focus. It absolutely has to be the focus and, and maybe even, uh, cornerback if you don't feel comfortable with the guys that are going to be returning uh, alongside Alexander Smith. Yeah. And there even could be in theory, quarterback, Jesus and quarterback, obviously.
1: Yes. Well, yeah, you buried the lead. I,
0: are there any Brendan Armstrong updates quick before, before I get into that portal stuff? So he was here last weekend. John told us that it's Wisconsin, Oklahoma state or NC state. That uh, he thinks he thinks those three are are the uh, the options for for Brendan Armstrong right now. He knows not that the, the position would be his if he stepped on the field or if he came to Wisconsin, but he know just he knows that um if, if have a very good shot of winning that job if he if he came to Wisconsin. And I kind of feel like that may be the case at the other two places as well, right? Um, both of those schools lost court, quarterbacks to the transfer portal, and Spencer Sanders and. And uh, Devin Leary, so there's possibilities uh, to start at those two schools as well, but we'll see. Man, I am
1: I'm excited for this bowl game on Tuesday. I will draw conclusions with the winner winning Brandon Armstrong services. <laughs> um, but yes, that that is number one at the top of my list. If they're able to land him, I've said my ideal scenario: Armstrong, twenty twenty three. And then Evers beyond if Armstrong does move on or Evers or Burkett or whoever else uh, after they have another year, you mentioned where else they could look in the defensive line. I feel like there could be borderline starter snaps along the defensive line up for grabs, right? Like, like Eh. Gio Paez comes back at at nose tackle and Kurt Neal's there as well. Uh, Maybe not starter snaps, but significant snaps. Um, because they're they're Rodis Johnson, obviously, and Isaiah Mullins and James Thompson Jr., who I love, but that's not a group where uh, like all of the positions are necessarily one, and the depth there isn't great.
0: So yeah, I, I kind of like there
1: will be some rotating, and if a defensive lineman were to choose, there would be snaps. I compare that to offensive line and say that, like, yeah, offensive line depth would be great, but I don't necessarily think unless it's a top tier. Like a Olu Oluwatimi that went to Michigan last year. Unless it's a guy like that, I don't know if there are starter O line snaps available.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, defensively, though, it, it, you know the nose tackle spot. That's kind of one I want to see. I want to see Kurt Neal next week. Uh, I want to see. I, I want to see Gio Pios. The, the fall off between Candle Benton being on the field and him not being on the field was significant uh, this season. So I want to. Uh, those guys can they? can they be good fillings or do they need to go out and get somebody? I kind of feel like they need to go out and get somebody to just to add to that mix, whether it's, uh, especially from the trash portal. I don't know if there's anybody out there that, that could, I guess we'll see, uh, whether they think there is or not, but I think they need, they do need to bring in somebody with a little bit of experience at that spot. Um, because what we saw from Gio Pias and, and Kurt Neal this year, not necessarily what they need in that spot, I will say it's kind of unfair with Kurt Neal coming off the torn ACL, throwing, you know, true freshman, throwing him in there type of thing. Um, and I think he's got a, a good career ahead of him, but that, that is a little bit of a concern.
1: And that is a guy that was under-recruited in high school because of the injury. Because of the injury, yeah, yeah, for sure. So he's somebody where now you hope he could string health together and see what that looks like. Um, I, again, I hope Aaron Witt plays in the bowl game. I hope he's part of the outside linebacker rotation. <laughs> that's not really a position that I'm looking at because there's a lot of guys of a similar age there that I think good contributors will uh, rise from that, uh, whether there are four of them or three of them or two of them. Um, Obviously, if you could get an impact tight end or an impact wide receiver, that'll help the team immensely in the Phil Longo offense. Tight end, probably more so than receiver, uh, because I I mean, I I like Chimray DK. I like Skylar Bell a lot. I think Keontez Lewis is helped a lot by uh, this new offense, but still like those are positions where every year, if you could land an impact guy, you do it no matter what the depth looks like, no matter what it looks like. Same with I quarterbacks weird. Cause you could have guys that stay and offensive line. You don't want to mess up the continuity there. If there's an impact tight end or an impact wide receiver, any offseason, I'm in. So that kind of goes without saying my big position Zach. And this is where the semi bit will start. I need Luke fickle and company and special teams coach who I, it might've been announced, but I don't know who it is. And I could look it up, but I'm not going to,
0: I don't think it has. We'll see.
1: I need them to land in Aussie rules punter.
0: I'll stop it.
1: I need, I need Wisconsin to approach the position like everybody else in the country with a 30 year old Aussie that is hanging around uh, mid uh, 19 20 year olds in college and all he does is kick the football. I think it
0: changes their outlook next season. I think you're an idiot. Um well no <laughs> that's that's rude. Nope. that's can you can he edit that out please? I uh, that's no, not what I meant. No, I, I didn't mean that. that. I didn't mean that. No, really? You think that's what the, that's that's going to that's going to put them in a different stratosphere oh. take him to an a Aussie st- rules punter are you serious what, what would take them to a higher level a Adam Brennan Corset. Armstrong and Brennan Armstrong or an Aussie rules punter well are we
1: trying to play Big Ten football here are we trying to are we trying to venture into some uncharted waters
0: well I mean everyone the answers has Armstrong seen... okay all right all right so so the bid only goes so far well Armstrong or Tory Taylor
1: now now that's an argument tell me tell me what's let's, let's get at it. I would probably go with Tory Taylor no you wouldn't right like if the offense struggles you might as well pin him inside the five from punts seven to twelve
0: because one through six he has to get warmed up my puppy just peed on the floor because of you he was so he was so upset he was so upset with what you just said he just peed all over the floor because of you seriously ba- Hank what are you doing stop it yeah, hey, Hank just peed, peed on the floor. Stared at me as you were talking about taking Tory Taylor over Brendan Armstrong. My God, dude!
1: We should I was podcast on, more often.
0: I was on puppy duty today, um, and I thought I would be able to do this without him peeing on the floor. Uh, that was not a success. You were, you dog. So You want me to just close out the show while you clean that up? No, no. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna let it go. I'll uh, take care of it after the show. It's. It's a carpet or it's, it's uh, not a carpet. It's, it's hardwood floor. So it is what it is. Um, But yeah, that's, I'm, I'm going to take it as him peeing on your idea of uh, needing an Aussie reels punter. So I accidentally called you an idiot. He accidentally peed on the floor. They both happened around your idea of, uh, of uh, the Aussie reels punter taking Wisconsin to another level. Uh, I'm I'm tweeting out that your dog (laughs) just urinated
1: on your floor.
0: While talking, to, no, I think it's important to uh, clarify why he peed on the floor. It's pretty obvious. Hank isn't it obvious? Yep, he said that was a stupid idea. Um. A... All right. Well, uh, on a lighter <laughs> note, Zach, uh,
1: you know what? This is going to be that was transition. a li- That was a lighter note. Speaking of dog piss, <laughs> PJ Fleck was at oh, the. Uh, boom. Uh, at, at the podium yesterday and said Martin Uwosu showed him how the Badgers were negatively recruiting against Minnesota towards the end of the cycle. He said bad words about us. Uh, Luke Fickle responded and said a bunch of smart coach things like we have positive things to say about Wisconsin, blah, 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 blah. So that was all happening yesterday. We're going to get your take on it in a second. There is a new wrinkle. Uh, somebody who writes in Minnesota, Patrick Riusi, Reuss, many ways to say that name, had tweeted out this morning, quote, Fleck has opened a can of worms now by accusing Wisconsin of negative recruiting. Maybe a MVFC team, which I think means Mountain West Football Conference, will decide to go public with some suspicious texts for Minnesota, encouraging star players to transfer in recent times. Dun, I believe, dun, that'd be dun.
0: Missouri, I believe that'd be Missouri Valley Conference, um, Missouri Valley Football Conference. Was oh, it Mountain West DFC. W. That that yeah. makes
1: more sense. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, your <laughs> either thoughts? way, my thoughts on PJ Fleck. He's a joke. Um, I, I've continually, I've continually said that he is. There's a lot of puff and and uh, a lot of puffing, a lot of huffing. If you are, if you actually have those texts, put them out there. Show us evidence that you actually have them. Otherwise, I'm, I'm going to tend I'm going to not to believe it. That's 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 where I'm. That's where I'm coming from. But the fact that BJ needs to needs to say that, um, it it was just a, a little effort to tweak Wisconsin. I think a little bit with that we axed it line, and that's fine. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Wisconsin a little bit of tweaking with sending the offer 24 hours or 48 hours before uh, signing day, just a little shot across the bow of the boat up there in, uh, in Minneapolis, um, which I love there. There is a history between uh, PJ Fleck and and Luke Fickle. They, they had, they were on the same staff in 2006. I think we talked about this on Tuesday. There's, there's a little bit of history. There's a little bit of history there. So, um, my hope is that, that was, it was just kind of like a, a shot across the bow, just just messing with him kind of thing. It probably wasn't, but I'm going to think of it like that because I, I love the idea of Luke Fickle just kind of like jabbing PJ a little bit. Oh, but we, it's, but we also, it's awesome. We also, we also know there's absolutely no way in hell that PJ Fleck has never negatively recruited against guys. There, there's just no impo- – like the way he talks, as much as he talks, there's no way, no way that he hasn't gone out – and done the exact same thing. And for him to call Wisconsin out publicly for it, I don't think it's going to work out in his favor because I think um, other kids probably will come forward in these next uh, the cycles as they move forward and be like, dude, you do the exact same thing all the time. And I'm not saying Wisconsin did it. If they did, um, PJ Fleck, you I guarantee does it. He's, he yeah. probably talks about how elite he is at negative recruiting. It's just he's, he's, he's a piece of work, man. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a theme in college
1: football. There's hypocrisy everywhere. Jimbo Fisher's crying today about NIL and the portal. It's like, dude, you brought in the biggest recruiting class and the best ever. I wonder how you got all those kids, right? It's like, as as soon as it inconveniences someone, they talk about it, but when it's used to benefit them, it's all good and it just happens. And that's kind of the state of the sport. I will say, I love it though. I like Fleck versus Fickle. I, I, I need more of this. This is yeah. something that can carry me over through the offseason into the season. Um, so that's something to monitor Zach. We have three minutes here until we're out. Uh, I, I thought we should make some picks quick before we send people on their Christmas weekends. I have a commanding four game lead 38, 39 and one almost 500, which is miraculous. You are 34, 43 and one um, four bowl games real quick. And uh, the Wisconsin one is at the end of it. I don't have thoughts on these games, but I'm hot. So tell me. The first one is Air Force plus three and a half against Baylor. Why? I don't know. It's the Armed Forces Bowl. I will ride with Air Force. They probably want to be there more. I'm going to take Baylor. All right. Uh, The next one is Bowling Green minus three and a half against our New Mexico State Aggies. I will take Bowling Green because New Mexico State stinks.
0: I'm going to take New Mexico State.
1: Uh, are you just going to take the opposite? Yep. All right. It's the, only cool. way can,
0: it's the only way I can get back.
1: Coastal at East Carolina. It, East Carolina are, minus seven and a half, and I'm taking him. I'm taking whoever the other team is. Coastal. And then the final one is Wisconsin. Hmm. Minus three and a half against Oklahoma State. What a What a weird line for a game that we don't know who the hell's going to play on either side. I have, I I have no clue what it's going to look like. Frankly, I think Wisconsin will lose by like 20, not because of any reason, just vibes. Tell me, however, I'm going to take Wisconsin minus three and a half because I think they're going to lose. If that makes sense. I'm hedging myself.
0: It does. I really want to take Wisconsin because I think they're going to win, but I'm going to take Oklahoma state because I want to win.
1: All right. Cheers. Well, uh, thank you, Zach. It has been a <laughs> yep. pleasure. Enjoy Christmas. Enjoy cleaning up uh, the dog who urinated on your floor. Uh, and uh, we will meet again on, on Tuesday to preview. You'll be
0: live in Arizona. I kind of feel like you uh, deserve to come over and clean this up because he was pissing on your idea. It wasn't the other way. You know, it wasn't anything I did. So, but Some people be when they get excited. Maybe well, he was excited <laughs> about the idea. He was not. I can promise you. Um, But yes, we'll check in next Tuesday from Phoenix. Can't wait. All right. So everybody, thank you again for hanging
1: around. Sorry we were not live this week with the weather. But again, if you could, subscribe, leave a review. Say nice things about the podcast in a public forum. Really helps us, and we really appreciate it. Thank you for hanging around. We will talk to you on Tuesday. See you.